If you're a sensitive and compassionate person who cares deeply about other people, and you can feel that it's a challenge to stay present and supportive when you also can feel overwhelmed by their pain, this clip may help. You know, many of my clients report this feeling inside of what do I do when I'm wanting to be supportive of people, I want to be there for them, but at the same time, I'm overwhelmed with the level of chaos, pain, suffering, whether that's in your immediate family and friends with people going through something very difficult, or if it's something in your community, or what's going on globally with war, destruction, um, people being killed in mass numbers. A lot of people just don't know what to do. And there are two schools of thought going on, but I want to open it up to a third option. There's one group of people that have the thought of the serenity prayer, which is really useful, meaning I change what I can, um, I, I leave things alone that I can't, and I have the courage to know the difference. That is just gold. There's another group of people that says, well, yes, but there are times when if everyone just sort of looked the other way and went on their merry way, important things wouldn't get addressed. That there is tremendous power in the witness, especially with large, massive things going on. Not that you're making any changes, like you don't have the ability to change anything directly, but just letting people who are affected know that you are witness to what's happening, that their lives being blown to smithereens or whatever is happening, that it, it wasn't like the world, they weren't forsaken by the world, that there was a witnessing going on. Even that is a contribution. And there is a lot of validity to that as well. So what do you do, whether it's the serenity prayer or the witnessing? And my thought on this is that it depends on the situation. And there is tremendous value in both. And not everyone has the capacity or it probably isn't even realistic to be able to witness everything all the time. Our nervous systems just aren't wired for that. So it's kind of like, what part of this am I able to witness? And what part of this, if anything, am I called to do something? And what part of all of this can I just know I'm not able to make a change? And I have the courage to know the difference between what I can change and what I can't for my own peace and sanity. There is a thing called compassion fatigue. This is a phenomenon that's often documented in um, caregivers or people who work in trauma centers, hospitals, when there is a lot of pain and suffering that if you're a if you're a compassionate and and empathic person 
there can reach a level of overwhelm where people just shut down. And symptoms of this include things like depression, exhaustion, irritability, unable to feel, unable to focus, because the nervous system just can't take any more. This is known as compassion fatigue. And so if you find yourself going into the red in this area, just know it is more than your nervous system can handle. And at that point, it's also useful to keep one more thing in mind. And that's the old saying of um, oxygen, oxygen mask for yourself first before you can tend to the needs of others. Oxygen mask for yourself first before tending to the needs of others. I think this is so important, no matter where you are on the scale right now. Because if you fall into compassion fatigue, then it's called like a secondary trauma. That's what is known in psychological circles. You're now taking on a secondary trauma, meaning it didn't happen to you, but you are becoming traumatized from it. So some, some self-care, whatever that is for you, is essential. That doesn't mean you don't care. It just means your nervous system is going into the overwhelm and you need some respite to take care of yourself. And if and when you're ready to serve as witness, as presence to whatever's going on, you have more internal resources to do so. Because it doesn't help if half of the world is traumatized and the other half goes into secondary trauma with compassion fatigue and is unable to function. It also doesn't help if half of the world is traumatized and the other half looks the other way. So there is a way of sitting with all of these complexities such that you can have peace, you can have joy, you can express your presence, your care, and also have a level of self-care that allows you to use the oxygen mask for yourself first so that you can tend to others. When you are in a more resourceful state, then you're able to tap in to a deeper level of consciousness of if or what you might be called to do. You might not be called to do anything, and that's fine. Or you might be called to contribute in some way, even if it's in a form of art or caring for your neighbor, or if it's something a little bit more you know, taking action with, you know, writing a congressman. It, it doesn't matter. You will feel the natural call and response in your body. There's no right or wrong answer. But the key is to keep information flowing so it doesn't feel static in your body or completely rejected. Because when you completely reject, that is also a trauma response. I can't handle this you know, I'm just going to dissociate into my own little world. And that's, you know, there, there's times for that, certainly. 
But that's not the only way to respond in a chaotic world that needs more people showing up fully. Warts and all, with everything you have, staying present and with compassion and open heart and fully resourced inside. So this is a topic that is taking us into higher levels of complexity, obviously. And there might be some days where the serenity prayer is definitely the best thing for you. There, there might be other days where you're feeling called to witness something or someone. That that alone is a contribution. That the, it, it doesn't mean you have to go in there and do anything. But there's an acknowledgement of presence. That is a contribution. It doesn't mean having an answer. And that requires a lot of stamina in the body, which if you've been following my work for any length of time, you know that that is a big chunk of my work, is that just we have to get around the constant psychology of everything and into a deeper level, a deeper sense of you, your presence and purpose in the world. And these things don't always have a story or narrative. They have an inner knowing. They have an inner, there's an energy in the body that will inform you if you know how to access it. So I hope this clip is useful. As usual, if you found this useful, I would welcome a subscribe. If you like this, feel free to leave a review that helps other people discover my podcast or share this with a friend who might be sitting with, gosh, how do, what do I do in this situation? So, till next time. Thanks.